Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you can join us, but before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for being a good God to us, Lord. And Lord, mm-hmm. we just thank you that we can continue to worship and serve you, Lord, this morning. Lord, that we have another opportunity to come into your presence, Lord. Not that we leave, Lord, but that we have the ability to spend time with you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit and his guidance in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. Glad to have you with us as we continue to discuss the Lord's house. And in this case, we are focusing on the altar of incense. So I would ask before we get into the scripture, if you are blessed by this message, that you would like the episode, that you would subscribe on this or any number of our platforms or platforms where you can find a day of prayer, and that you would share this message with someone else so the word can go forth throughout the entire world. And people can learn and grow in our Lord and be blessed. Amen. Amen. So, we are going to reread Exodus 30, verses 1 through 10. Can I get a volunteer to do that, please? I will. All right, promise. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length, and a cubit its width. It shall be a square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay its top all sides around, and its horns with pure gold. And you shall make it make for it a molding of gold all around. Two gold rings you shall make for it under the molding of both its sides. You shall place them on its side two sides. And there will be holders for the posts for, with which to bear it. You shall make posts of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it before the veil that's before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that's over the testimony, where I will meet you. Aaron shall burn it, shall burn on it sweet incense every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer a strange incense on it, or burn up, or burnt off, or burnt offering, or a grain offering. Nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon his horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering, of atonement. Once a year, he shall make atonement upon it, upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we were talking about, or we were continuing our discussion on the altar of incense, right? And how, of course, everything in the tabernacle or tent of meeting speaks of Christ and how it applies to our lives, right? Yes. yes. And the previous episode we focused much on how it applies to Christ 
right? Yes. Um, could I have a volunteer in Exodus 30 read verses 34 through 38? Because it spends much of the altar, uh, in discussing the altar of incense, it spent it, much of the scripture keeps referencing the incense. So let's cover that, please. Excuse me, Dad, where did you want me to end? Uh, from verse 34 through 38, which is the end of the chapter. Okay, thank you, Dad. I'll read it. All right, sir. And the Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, statch and onca, and, and galbanum, and pure frankincense with these sweet spices. There shall be an equal amounts of each. You shall make of these an incense, a compound according to the art of of the perfumer, salt, pure and holy. And you shall beat some of it very fine, and put some of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of meeting, where I will meet you. It shall be most holy to you. But as for the incense which you shall make, you shall not make any for yourselves, according to its composition." It shall be to you holy for the Lord. Whoever makes anything like it to smell it, he shall be cut off from his people. Mm. So, in discussing the altar of incense, we've now just read about the incense that is to be placed on it to burn as a fragrant aroma before the Lord, right? Yes. And we also, well, the implications to us as believers, right, denotes how we should be living our life before the Lord. How did Christ live his? Not for himself, right? Yes. yes. He only said what the Father said. He only did what the Father did, what he saw his Father doing, right? Yes. He didn't say anything of his own initiative, right? Yes. 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 So, we should be living out our lives as believers, as Christians, as followers of Christ in such a way where everything we are doing is for the Lord. Right? Isn't that how Christ lived? Yes. We were talking yes, about this yes. in the high priestly prayer, right? He said, I have glorified you. Right? Yes. yes. Everything he did was for the Lord, his Father's glory. He glorified his heavenly Father here on earth. Is that not the exact pattern? Is that not living out our lives in worship to the Lord? Yes. Being that fragrant aroma? Yes. Yes. Not, and, and look at how it's, it's, this is a very skilled thing, right? Yes. Not anybody could make it. It was supposed to be made by people who are skilled, a, the work of a perfumer, Right? Yes. Someone who is talented or gifted has the skill set to make this for the Lord. Again, it's supposed to be made for the Lord, not for the people. This wasn't just something that is supposed to be in your house. It was supposed to be here in the holy place for the Lord. Not for ourselves, right? Yes. Whoever makes any like it to smell it, he shall be cut off from his people. I say that because we cannot come to the Lord any old way. 
Yes. We can't. Well, there's another aspect too, which is in the holy anointing oil, right? Actually, let's read that as well. Could I get a volunteer to read in Exodus? Excuse me, Exodus 30 verses 22 through 33, please. I will. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of acacia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compound according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar burnt offering with all its utensils, and the laver and its base. You shall consecrate them, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, that they may minister to me as priests. And he shall speak to the children of Israel, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, nor shall you make any other like it, according to his composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. Mm-hmm. The same thing is said about the anointing oil, the holy anointing oil, right? Yes. Now, in it, it is, it, many have called it different things, right? Some have called it the king's anointing oil, right? Talking about the king of kings and lord of lords, right? I yes. am sure, <laughs> you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't say that this is probably what the Lord smells like. <laughs> if If you put all these things together, Right, but let, because why? <laughs> it's made for him, right? Yes. It's made for him as a fragrant aroma, right? And as as Dean, as you brought up in the previous podcast, brother, it was to permeate everything. It was put on everything that was dedicated for the work of the service, and it was it permeated everything. And again, where were most of these items? They were in the holy place. Right? Not the most holy place, but they were in the holy place. Right? Yes. So all these scents are going to to permeate everything in there. And what was in there? The golden lampstand or menorah? The table for the showbread? Right? Yes. There's a, a number of things. The altar of incense was in the same room. So... But if you also look, even at the holy anointing oil, all these numbers mean something, right? 250 uh, uh, shekels of this and 500 of that, right? Yes. There was significant weight involved. And and we already went over 25, right? Do we go over 25, what the meaning of 25 was? Um, I'm not sure. We may have, but I just don't remember. Okay, so 25... Typically is a five, five times five, right? Five being grace, and another five being grace. So grace upon grace, right? Which is why you can then see even in um, Zechariah, right? They're going to shout to the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Okay. 
Um, and then 50 being the number of Jubilee, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, which comes as a, as a result of joyce, rejoicing and freedom and right deliverance, all those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you just see these two numbers literally repeated over and over and over. Only it's 250, 500, right? So, there's an extra zero added, but it still comes down to the same thing, right? Yes. When you get down yes. to the, I'll say the root of it. Yes? Yes. Yeah. I see you smiling over there, sir. A little math term. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but the, the same line is said at the end of each of these, right? Yes. It's not for people. It's not to, to for just any old thing. It's specifically for the Lord. You must be holy to touch it, right? Who, yes. Um, for the, the anointing oil. Whoever compounds any like it, whoever puts any of it on an outsider shall be cut off from his people. Same thing is said about the incense. Whoever makes any like it to smell it, he shall be cut off from his people. So let's look at that. These are typically things that are done on the outside, right? Yes. If you were going to pour anointing oil or incense, right? It smells good on the outside, which denotes there's something wrong internally. Right? Yes. What did the Lord say? Don't just clean the outside of the cup, but clean the inside also. Right? Yes. It's not completely consecrated. It's not complete, pure, holy, dedicated to the Lord. Does that make sense? We can't just clean up the outside, put on a quote-unquote holy face, right? Or a brave face or... Spiritual, right? Oh, look at me! I'm so pious and upright today, for the couple hours or whatever it is while we're at church, or that you saw me, right? Yeah. Exactly, that you saw me, right? <laughs> this, is, this is my my spiritual standing face. That people saw me because the eyes of the Lord are forever on me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. while we're in front of people, this is how we act. But then as soon as we, while we're driving out of the parking lot, right to <laughs> to head back home, beep, beep, right? Beep, exactly. Beep. <laughs> Swearing and cussing and everything else, right? Like that. There shouldn't be a difference. Christ was consistent (laughs) across the board. There were no, I'll say, ups and downs. But I mean, you know, all of a sudden he's right with the Lord one second and down in the depths the next. He was, John John the Baptist said, let's make our path straight, right? Mm -hmm. Level, even. There shouldn't be this roller coaster ride, if you will. Who are you today? Exactly. And moment by moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. I can see Christ through that person. Well, nope, they're the complete opposite, right? We should be one way all the time, and that one way is with the Lord, holy before Him, mm-hmm. remaining in His presence, right? Yes. It's not just about, well, it looks, and by looks, I mean appearance, right? It looks like Christ is with that person. It smells like Christ is with that person, but they should know because they should see Christ in and through us and our lives, and how we are living our lives out before the Lord. Mm. And more importantly, Jesus should see <laughs> Amen. his reflection in us, and that we are living our life before him in, the, in a way that glorifies him. You know, you have to, it, what people think of you is relative, right? Their opinions yes. change like the wind, changes directions, but it's the, the Messiah's opinion of you that carries weight. Yes, others should be able to taste and see that the Lord is good when they mm-hmm. come in contact with you, but they are not the judge of whether or not you're living holy for God. That comes 
only from the one who is the original, right? Yes. That comes yes. only from the Messiah saying, yes, um, I'm pleased with you, you good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. That comes from one. That's God. Uh, so the consistency, it, you can trick people all day long. You can live a whole lifetime and they never know that you are defiled and putrid on the inside, depending on how good you are at pretending and putting a mask on. But as you said, Dean, we are naked and open before the Lord at all times. <laughs> and it is his well done. It's his I'm pleased with you that we seek and we desire because he's the one who knows everything about us. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and one thing I want to bring up, right? Because I'm, I'm sure there's someone that, that did read Exodus 29. <laughs> Worry about the consecration of the priests and and what we just read here in Exodus thirty about the the holy anointing oil, right? Mm-hmm. And said, well, how did they anoint Aaron and his sons if it says don't is not for for to be put on human skin, right? It's not to be put on human flesh. Well, I'm gonna answer that real quick. Our God's a God of details, right? And when they were talking about clothing and anointing of the high priest, it says, first in verse six, well, first in verse five, take the garments, put the tunic on, right? The robe of the ephod, right? So it lists everything out. And then in verse six says, you shall put the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. That's the the man that said, holy unto the Lord, right? Yes. And then it says in verse seven, and you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. Well, it didn't touch his skin. It's touching the turban and the crown and running down from there, right? Yes. Touched his beard, touched his garments. You see that in Psalm 133, I believe, right? Yes. Where, how good it is for the brothers to dwell in unity, right? It's like yes. the oil flowing down from, from the beard, from Aaron's beard, right? Yes. So, yes. so our God's a God of details. And he has already covered everything. But I just wanted to, to put that out there real quick. Um, just to answer any, any questions. Yes, brother. Well, I'm just, I thought there was a time when Moses had consecrated them that he first put blood on their earlobe and their thumb and their big toe. And then he put the oil on after that. But it did, so it did touch the skin then, did it not? I'm, I'm, I'll, have to, I'll have to look at that and get back to you. Because I thought it was specifically on the earlobe, on the, the thumb, and on the big toe, or on the on a finger and a toe. Like I said, let me research so, that and get back to you. Yeah. And then the but, blood. And but the, that's what I thought. But the blood was on first. The blood would have provided a kind of a covering in that moment. And but I, it's possible. Yes. And when <clears throat> so here's here's also something to remember about God is that He is holy. So mm-hmm. if He says for this opportunity of doing what I asked you, do this. But he was also um, clarifying to say, don't dab it on your neck and, right. you know, rub, don't use this because I used olive oil to moisten their skin. This is not your, your Vaseline to or, or cologne or, right, this or perfume. This is not what this yeah. is for. This is not your lotion. This is, this is something that's holy and it's designed only for the purpose that he dictates. So as he's describing to the people how to handle it, he's articulating it to them in the way that they can distinguish between, okay, this is my olive oil that I keep in here for, you know, making sure that I'm well oiled, mm-hmm. right? When he, he talked, Jesus talked about fasting, don't come in here all dry and ashy, you know, looking <laughs> dried up. <laughs> looking like oil you are yourself. fasting, right. Right, right. Oil yourself, look well. 
and then go on about your business. So it, this, this anointing oil is different than what you use for your everyday purposes and for who's supposed to be touching it, when they are to touch it and how they're to touch it. Because we've already seen, um, Aaron's sons take the sensors and do things that they ought not do. So for them not to be, um, profaning the Lord by going, Hey, though, this smells great. This is the, look at, look at what God made. I'm enjoying the Lord. Let me lather up with this, you know, spraying it all over them or mm-hmm. dousing themselves in it because they just enjoy the smell. God's saying, don't, don't, don't do that with it. That's not what it's for. However, if this, if the oil did touch their skin, when Moses anointed him, he's doing what God asked him to do. That is a sanctified engagement, right? Just like mm-hmm. sexual yes. relations are sanctified inside the covenant of marriage outside. They are not. Right. So, so yes. with that, with the oil, you also see everything it touched was for consecration to the Lord for His service, mm-hmm. which we'd already just read in talking about the garments of the priesthood that they were not even allowed to to leave the tabernacle without first changing their clothes. Mm-hmm. They, they they couldn't do anything else in it. And and you also see the why. The Lord said, hey, these are consecrated to me, right? There should be nothing on it. But now you also see, hey, the, the Lord's oil was permeating in and throughout the clothes because they too, clearly if you dump oil on someone's head, they're going to be covered in oil. Right. So it's dedicated to the Lord, and that's why they were supposed to be passed down, right? It's, a, it's leaving a legacy for the children and then children's children. And also carrying the power of God, like you see the mantles that came from Elijah, the the handkerchiefs that came from um, the Apostle Paul, things like that, carrying the power of God and the anointing of God in it. Um, you know, I just had a thought. It was kind of funny thinking about, you know, God is the ultimate creator, the ultimate designer of anything and everything. So the garments, no doubt, were beautiful. And, you know, it just reminded me of Layla when she was little. She would take all of her favorite clothes and wear them at the same time. <laughs> and she would do everything she could in them. So I could see them going, this is like the best outfit ever. I'm going to wear this, this my, my high priestly robe. I'm going to wear it everywhere because I want everybody to enjoy the beauty with me because I'm enjoying it. But the Lord's saying, wait, don't go outside in this. You know, I... I hear the father in him. He is holy God, but also going, I know you guys, you're going to try to wear this everywhere you can, you know, waving your hand over stuff and, you know, (laughs) gardening in it or anything like that. So I was just enjoying that for a moment, little, little side trip. And when you told me, when you said that this is probably how the Lord smells, I was like, that sounds about right. (laughs) I do plan to spend eternity smelling Jesus's hair and riding on his back as we go everywhere together. So. I was like, wait a second. Absolutely. <laughs> Dean, you are correct on the the oil. It's in Exodus 29, verse 21, uh, for the consecration offering. And you'll see that in Leviticus 22 through 26. It says, you'll take some of the blood that's on the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments, on his sons, and on the garments of his sons with him. And he and his garments shall be hollowed, and his sons and his sons' garments with him. So there, there were multiple offerings. Each one is, well, I'll say the majority of them, is talking about taking some of the blood, dabbing it on the earlobe and on the, the finger and on the, um, their toe. But uh, it was specifically done on the consecration offering. Right, and that's what um, 
<clears throat> Tamisha used to something about taste and see that the Lord is good. And so, um, you know, as we were doing this, of course, um, I jumped over to in the linear, was looking up the individual um, uh, ingredients in the recipe, mm-hmm. um, seeing if they had significance. And I would encourage you to do it yourself. But Absolutely. specifically to frankincense, um, frankincense, a part of it, the name and the root has to do with the smoke mm-hmm. because the smoke is white. Absolutely. So everything that the Lord does you know, is, is, is so specific and has so much um, reason behind it that we can't get. But as we think about this recipe and then connecting that to what you said, Kamisha, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good, um, I think it's important. I know it is for me to remember. I would encourage others to do the same, and that is... Am I living out the recipe that God has for my life? Am I doing the things that he's clearly indicated in his word that I am to do so that when I encounter others who only will taste God through me, that I taste good? How many times have you had somebody say, oh, I'm sorry, that didn't come out the way I thought it was. I didn't have a certain ingredient and I thought it would be okay in the recipe. You've mm-hmm. been to somebody's house, you're eating something like didn't taste quite right, mm-hmm. right? Because they didn't follow the recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't even possibly prepared to follow the recipe. They knew they had guests coming and didn't prepare appropriately mm-hmm. and couldn't prepare the recipe. How often do we not prepare ourselves? How often do we start a day without immersing ourselves in God's word and immersing ourselves mm-hmm. in praise and thanksgiving for him mm-hmm. and then wonder why we get tripped up in our day and wonder why we spill out onto people the things from inside that cup that aren't clean instead of mm-hmm. the fullness that God has put in us. Mm-hmm. And so... You, you've been just hammering pattern, 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 John. There's a pattern for us as well, too, so that it's about when consecrating taste ourselves the Lord through us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it comes out right. Mm-hmm. So. But even in we're we are talking about the altar of incense, but also this oil, right? Because it's it's very similar in how we're conducting and carrying ourselves. the The whole point and purpose of the robes and everything, right, and the consecration to be allowed to pray for. The saints, right? Which was the, a part of the representation of the altar of incense, right? The bowls, they were the prayer f- prayers for the saints, right? Or of the saints, excuse me. So, the whole point and purpose of the robes in this was Christ's nature, right? Him as, as high priest, him as king of kings, him as our Christ. savior, and him as being righteous and holy, right? As the son of God. We are putting on that nature, that's what's being anointed. And when that's what's being anointed, right, and because we have consecrated ourselves and set ourselves aside, right, sanctify, he sanctified us, he set us aside mm-hmm. because we're willing and we want to serve him fully. Excuse me. It's him that's being anointed. He's the anointed one. But we can't help but get his nature that's sprinkled on us in the process, right? So, um, you are correct that it got sprinkled on him, but the same as pouring it on his head. There was the turban. It was actually anointing the garments, but it can't help but get on us. Same with the, you know, dabbing the ear and the finger and the and the toe with the blood, right? There's the, the sacrifice, the covering, again, representing that. And then it was sprinkled on the clothes again. So, again, always pointing to Christ as he's the anointed one. But when we, I'll say, choose, or he, he chooses us first. I'll say that first, right? He chooses us. But when we 
are willing to align with him and his plan and his purpose, his calling, his covenant, his will in and through our lives, right? We can't help but get his nature and he is the one that anoints us. So you see that same pattern and example here even through Aaron and his clothes, yes, but through the things that he has said and dedicated as holy mm. to himself. Mm. I appreciate what you said, Dean, about us having our own time with the Lord where he gives us his specifications for our particular life that will yield his fragrance and aroma being produced through us um, in, the, in accordance to the way that he, he prescribed and determined was right. He wanted to reflect himself through you in this way. And then looking at the constant factor is Jesus, right? We're partaking of his anointing. He is the anointed one and the anointing that is with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually what his name means. The Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. The Messiah is not his last name. Christ is not Jesus's last name. It's referencing him, the person, as the Messiah and the Christ or Messiah carries its own anointing. So that's mm-hmm. the anointing that was upon him to do that. He is that and he has this. Amen. He is the Messiah and he has the anointing of the Messiah as well. And we partake of that and the Lord reflects that through us um, the way he desires. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today because that was a lot. And um, we'll resume this again on the next episode. All right. Mm-hmm. So can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please. I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today and for all your goodness, Lord. And we thank you that you have made a place for each and every one of us in your kingdom, Lord, and that the place is good for us, Lord, and that you have made it equipped with everything that we need, Lord. We thank you that you provide for us, Lord, and that you keep us in the world, Lord. And we just thank you for the ability to help others, Lord, to... Help them become part of your family and bring them along the track that you've laid out before them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.